Hello, and welcome to the official podcast of Bishop Malcolm Smith. These teachings are recorded live each week and provided not only here on the podcast, but at youtube.com. Simply go to youtube.com and look for Malcolm Smith webinars in the search engine there. We also want to invite you to go to www.malcolmsmith.org. There you will find other teachings by Malcolm, including books, videos, and MP3 downloads. And now, with this week's teaching, Bishop Malcolm Smith. The Lord be with you, everyone. And I want to share with you from Genesis and chapter 2. Genesis and chapter 2. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. There are other scriptures that we could have begun with, but that's the first time what I'm going to talk about is referenced, and you couldn't get much further back, could you? It has taken the six days of creation in which all that is on earth and in space was brought into being by the word of God, and then on the seventh day, that's our text. The re- God rested from all that he's, he was doing, all his works. Now, I said there's plenty of other places because this is a major theme of Scripture. Major. And I suppose I could say one more time that it's right at the beginning. In the creation of the human, um, he is introduced immediately into the rest of God. And as Exodus says, it wasn't only rest, God was refreshed, he was delighted, he was radiant on that seventh day. And so um, that, that's, that's what I want to look at, the rest of God, when God rested from all his works. And let me say this, uh, because it does become important, that this that we're reading in Genesis 1 and 2, that was concerning all of mankind, all mankind, because it was dealing with Adam and with Eve, and within Adam and Eve, you have all of us. We all trace our genealogy back to Adam and to Eve, who is the very word Eve, means the mother of all living. And so here he speaks to all of mankind, all of mankind, at the very inception of the human race, on the seventh day of the creation week, Mankind is confronted with the God who rests. And it is going to be lost when sin came. But in Israel, that nation that God created in order to prepare the rest of the world for his salvation, again, it begins almost immediately by saying, remember the Sabbath or the seventh day to keep it holy. Now, when I say that all mankind is present in Adam, then it means, hear me carefully, it means that all mankind were created to enter into the rest of God. Mankind, the Adam and the Eve, were brought into being um, on the sixth day. And so the very first that they meet, the the beginning of their existence, is to be introduced to the God who rested on the seventh day. And if we take in the rest of Scripture, 
he, he invites the human into his rest. That could be one of the major themes of Scripture, that God invites us. More than invites us, we're dead without it. He calls us to actually enter into his rest and rest with his rest. And he did that to all mankind. That's how we started. That's how creation began, before sin came. That's where it is. Um, And and, and so, um, I have to ask the question then, what is this rest that it's talking about? Well, from from the verse that's in front of us, that I read, but also by the basic meaning even in English, let alone the scripture languages, rest, it means his delight. He rested. It means his delight of celebrating what has been accomplished in the last six days. And he is celebrating maybe accomplished, done, and it's complete. And therefore there is neither urge nor necessity to continue working anymore. It is done. It's finished. It's complete. And he's satisfied. In fact, he announced over all creation, it is good. And please don't read that like a lectionary in in the church. There's an excitement here. Excitement. It's good. He looks at it. There's not a thing to be added to creation. There's nothing that ought to be erased. It's good. Good. You see, he was not resting because he was exhausted from doing so much work. That's another word, uh, rest. Uh, This word is more like the artist who has completed the painting. And at this point, all he can do is lay down his brushes and look at his work and say, it's done. That is one more brush stroke and it would, no, that would ruin it. Or, or, or to move, no, no, no moving. It is done. Don't touch it. Don't alter it. There's nothing to be added. It's perfect, perfect. That, that's the meaning of this work. He looked at all that he had made And he said, it is very good. Going through the great lights of of the cosmos, right down to the birds and the insects and the animals, to the plants and to the trees, all the richness of creation as it came into being at his word, all of the atomic structure. Have you thought about that? I mean, don't just think of a bird just flying. God created the atomic structure of a bird. Every cell. He, he, he created all of the instinct of, of the bird and every animal and so on. Incredible. Well, more than incredible. We stand just gaping God the creator and he looked at it all and it cannot be added to it's done and there's nothing that needs alteration it's complete it's finished do you get the picture this is God the artist who surveys his work and is delighted in his work he announces it is good and then at the very end he said it was very good right through to mankind, the human, who stands at the peak of creation, made in his own image and in his likeness. Mankind, the creature beyond the creatures. For this creature made by the hands of God, and yet, though made of mud, breathed into him the breath of life. This creature, mankind, is both 
part of creation and in that sense relates to the rest of creatures but in that same moment he relates upward to the creator made in his image and and the only way one could image the creator is to be in union with him and, and so here he is he is he's the human that rises out of the mud designed by the fingers of god lifened by the breath of god and god said it is good it's good nothing to be added did you hear what i just said there's nothing to be added to this human can't be improved on nothing missing is complete oh he's going to take decades to even discover who he is but it will be a discovery of who he is it will be a discovery of the wonder of his person right now as he takes his first breath and opens his eyes to the glory around him he's complete perfect that's how god made him i want you to think about that because lots of people don't think about that here it is the perfection and the artist creator rests and is satisfied it's interesting that the human arrived on the sixth day and to be more specific the sixth afternoon he he arrived after the great beasts after the <clears throat> primates the rest of them had all been created in the morning and then it says there was that great silence and within the holy trinity i hear the voice of god saying let us make man mankind in our image and in our likeness and mankind was brought into being in the afternoon with a great chasm of silence between him and the latest animal to be created here we are and that human rises and he's the only creature that can hear the voice of the creator and respond to the voice and fellowship and commune and be the friend okay and that let me say again was the seventh day now i i really wondered whether to introduce this here but well i i'm i decided to and i'm already on my way now um god rested on the seventh day because all was complete now you may never have heard this before and that's why i hesitated to introduce something so new but you see in the language of the old testament when they spoke of making a covenant oath okay covenant oath swearing that this covenant is now complete and finished and i keep it even if it kills me and swear upon your gods and call upon them to witness that that covenant oath by which you bound yourself to god and man to keep this covenant that word hear me very carefully i've been saying covenant oath because that's the only way we can translate it into english but do you know what it actually says in the hebrew language it says to seven oneself yes you heard me seven one two three four five six seven oneself or seven times how on earth does that come to mean covenant oath well that's a good question and i'll give you my answer not everybody would agree but you see i made a point this stands at the beginning of the human race this was not just spoken to israel that only starts after chapter 12 of genesis no this is the whole human race therefore 
my ancestors were here and seven comes into many languages as the sacred number um, e even the week seven day week where do we get that from that's a question because all other things like week like well like month okay month where do we get a month from for we we get it from the sun and from the moon cycling and so there's the cycle of the moon the lunar month and then there's the cycle of the sun and that's how we get a month and and a day we get a day by the rotation of the earth around the sun and it's but seven day week where do we get seven days from and it's universal wherever humans are they've got a seven day week. where do we get it from here I do believe right back here all of mankind was introduced to the God who created and on the seventh day the seventh day do you realize that when God created it was a covenant creation he swore by his own self that in creating it wasn't a whim you see God did not create and then say now I wonder what's going to happen to that one um, it didn't start off and say you know a 24 hour day would be a jolly good idea but then later well you know we should change that no when God created he he created with covenant so that the earth and the atmosphere would be the place in which humans could be you know one little tad touch more of hydrogen and it all be dead I mean just a little bit more nitrogen you have wiped out now this is perfect right down to the micro milli <sighs> and he swore by himself he wasn't going to change it it is so you talk about covenant you talk about the oath of the creator we can tell the time of high tide 2000 years from now you know that we, we, we can work things out hundreds thousands of years ahead of time because we know of the absoluteness of his creation and so on the seventh day God rested because it was done it was complete and he's not going to alter his word he's not going to add to what he's done he's certainly not going to subtract from it and so he rests and it became understood by humankind that on the seventh day was the day of God's sworn oath that creation is and he's not going to change it and you can rest into that you can plan your vacations around it you can be absolutely sure won't change won't change stands complete stands complete and and, and along with that the essence of you and I as humans is the same it's not going to change Adam was not different to us he was human same as us this is all mankind and God Holy Trinity looked at creation looked at what he had made looked at this human made in his own image do you know he also saw the way things were going to go he saw what mankind would do with the gift of creation he saw how mankind would turn against him and so it was determined before Holy Trinity got into creating it was determined we will bring this creation to its final purpose in the shedding of our blood 
And therefore it was determined right there that Jesus should become human and shed blood. He is the lamb slain before man screwed it all up, says one Peter. The lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So I suppose you could say you were found before you were lost. Well, anyway, think about that. But he looked at it. This is not a battle between good and evil. This is not what Star Wars tries to tell you. It's not a battle between good and evil. God had already won before he started. He determined this is complete. This is done. And we've worked out every detail. It's his purpose. And this this was gift. Adam looks around. It, it all is. You know, he doesn't have to coax the flowers to c- come on, grow a bit better. The, the grass, the cabbages, the, it's all, it is. It, it just is. Because called forth by God. And within everyone is the seed that shall continue to produce and reproduce and reproduce. Everything just is. Adam sits there inside the love of his creator hearing his voice tell him the mandate for his being and his purpose and tells him of their intimacy that he's made in the image of God it is so and gives him divine strength to fulfill his human task and to give him wisdom as to what to do and pick up the dust of the earth from which you're made, Adam. Uh, pick it up. And that dust of the earth is going to cooperate with him. You could say it's going to obey him. And when he plants, it will bring forth a harvest. Everything is life, life, life everywhere. In fact, all he was told to do is tend and keep the garden. Discover the wealth that is hidden here because everything's cooperating with you everything's on your side you're the one who is in the image of God here so there's there's no sweat you see no no sweat on how we're going to handle this there's no anxiety of dear Lord what am I going to do with this no 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 it was all done it was complete all Adam had to do was sort of direct the traffic he was the one that tended the garden that overflowed with life and he let me say this very carefully Adam had no anxiety about God he had no he had no concept I wish there was a better word it's not. Uh, he had no concept of separation from God. Think about this. Mankind, the human, was created so one with the love of God who created him that he couldn't, he didn't know. It was not in his files. It, there was no word for it. There was separation. It didn't exist. Life was lived inside of God's love. He was surrounded by love. He drew his strength and his wisdom to do his human work. So there was no anxiety. There was peace. But of course, he wouldn't even know that because to really today, to know peace, we have to know chaos and Uh, anxiety and upset and all the rest of it but he didn't know that he just knew peace and that was so normal he didn't know it if you get my drift the same with joy here is human as he came fresh from the hand of God as human was always meant to be and that's the way it is because God said that's done it's finished that's it and he had sworn by himself that that's it. No wonder he said it's good. <laughs> no wonder. No wonder he said this is complete. Some complete. So God rests 
He rests because there's nothing more to do here. He rests because now we get on with the joy of living. There's no need, there's no necessity to stop, uh, put a bit more here and uh, try that. Let's experiment here. It's done. It's finished. Uh, Zephaniah 3.17 is worth looking at where it says that he rejoices us, rejoices over us with singing. It says, he calms us with his love and rejoices over us with shouts of joy, gladness. Well, I think you got the picture right there. This is how humankind was created. And this seven, this, this time when God says it's done and nothing can be added, it's perfect. That seventh day was etched into the mind of the human race and it was a day to stop all work it was a day just to relax into the hammock of God's love to remind oneself that I am living in his rest he is satisfied and I'm living in his satisfaction and I'm satisfied with his satisfaction I trust his satisfaction that this is the most perfect way the only way and so mankind was created to work for six days no loafers no panhandling no lazy bums, all that came in with Satan. Mankind was created to work, but work in the harmony of God's strength, work in the harmony of union with the Creator, and bookended it with days of rest and delight, knowing that all I am and all I do is out from the rest of God that says is perfect, is complete nothing more that's grace of course but the whole jolly thing was a gift Adam didn't you can't use the word deserve you can't use the word earn you can't use any you can't really perform for it it just is he opened his eyes and there it is it all happened before he was born and he he comes into it and it's all done it's all finished he can't add to it that's grace, right from the very get-go. And what, what can he do then? Do, no, 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 no. The, the, the word of mankind in creation is done. All is done. Don't bring up do. So within that done and complete and, and his satisfaction, I trust. I trust in them. That's it can't improve all we can do now is work with what he has given us to discover because God is really into treasure hunts and that sort of thing and so he hits stuff in the earth just for the sheer fun of watching you find it and and so on it's it's there interesting also just as a sort of aside Did you notice reading Genesis 1 where it says, and the evening and the morning were the first day? That's weird. We don't say that. We say the morning and the evening. He says the evening and the morning. Yeah, that's the the Hebrew way of looking at a day. The Hebrew day begins at 6 o'clock at night. 6 p.m. is the dawn of the new day well isn't that fun because it means that for the first hours of the new day you go to sleep and halfway through the day you wake up and start work yeah so it means you are working but you work from rest It means you are working, but you are drawing strength from another, and you are resting in God's rest. It all is. It's all complete. Take, receive, and let's explore this, and let's develop this together. 
Yeah. And of course, one could go on to say that he, he prepared. It says also specifically, after Adam was brought into being, he, he was sat down and it says, and the Lord planted a garden. I'd like to have seen that. He planted a garden. See, the Garden of Eden, or the Park of Delight, it was not the whole earth. It was a very specific spot, a gigantic national park of sorts. And the the Lord planted it. It was not like the rest. The rest of the world, like a jungle of abundant life. But here it was developed, and there were paths, and... He did that for Adam while Adam watched. Gift upon gift. God says, and now it's complete. I've finished even this little bit within the earth. I've developed it now. Now you, and he took Adam and put him there. This is your home. Gift, grace, done, finished, complete. Hmm. Now it's interesting to look at the entrance of sin in the light of this. I mean, there's many ways that we can look at what is sin. But in the light of this, which, as I'm saying, is a major part of Scripture, what is sin? Satan said, in effect, you're not complete, you know. You're, You're not finished. You're not quite there yet. And he introduced the idea of a separate God. He was talking to Eve about God as if God wasn't there. Now that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Satan says, you're not really finished. You're you're not, you know, you need some tweaking. You, You need actually some pretty big decisions in order to bring about sort of a closure, a finish so so that you'll be pleasing because you're not right now you're like a half-cooked cake you're you're not there, you're not there yet you see, you're, you're supposed to be independent gods independent remember, there's no concept in this place Uh, of separation. There's no concept of over there and over here. God is and I'm in Him. No thought of where one begins and the other ends. In Him I live and move and have my being. He's my breath. He's my life. And now Satan is saying, "You, you should make a decision to separate off. Become an independent source of life. Make up your own mind. Do your own wisdom. Do your own thinking. And when when you do this, when you perform in this fashion, then, well, then you shall be. If you do this, then you'll be that. If then this certain idea of separate from God I'm I'm on my own over here I'm not complete there's something missing and I've got to do something to complete myself or could I put it another way sin was saying I am not satisfied with God's satisfaction I cannot rest in God's rest because there's something else to do I've got to add to what he said was covenant I've got to alter some of this in order to produce a better me I've got to take myself out of God's hands and I've got to center on myself and develop myself. And with that death 
decision. Because to, to, to separate, though of course that's an illusion supreme, but everything Satan says is a lie and illusion. But to dwell and become united with the lie and the illusion of separation is death. Death. Fear. Well, actually, sheer terror of being alone in the cosmos. Anxiety. Because now I, I, I really, I, 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 I don't know what to do. I've got to start learning how to be this human thing. Despair, chaos. And in that terrible moment, religion was invented. Because you see, religion, wherever you find it, religion begins with you're separated from God. And you're, you're, without that, religion doesn't have anything to do. Religion says you're separated from God and we have the formula of how you can find him connect him and so the key words of religion is you've got to find God seek after God run after God chase after God that's that's religion hmm well mankind plunged into that darkness they were out of the park of delight and they went their way and it wasn't until chapter 12 of Genesis that the Lord separates out Abraham and Israel as a people, as a nation, shall begin. And they are chosen for one special purpose. And he showed that to Abraham, essentially. And that purpose was they are going to know God. And they, in everything they touch and do, will be pointers, pointers, pointers. In all their worship, it will point ahead, ahead, to the day when the rest of God shall be released into the whole human race. They were blessed in order that through them all families of the earth should be blessed. And right in the middle of their life, their communal life, social life, religious life, that which was their mark, their signature, was the seventh day. They were to keep the Sabbath day and remember. In fact, that's how the Ten Commandments has it in the Fourth Commandment. Remember the Sabbath day. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Remember, you see, because the human race had forgotten, but remember. And of course, remember, it's that Hebrew word that we've talked about before. It, it means align your thoughts with God's thought. What is God's thoughts concerning that seventh day? We're back in the Garden of Eden. We're back to He rested and calls us to enter into His rest and be satisfied in His satisfaction, which leaves me only to trust and give thanks. Think about that. Get it deep inside. Remember. But remember means then say that. Confess it, which means to say together with, say together with God what God says. Let that be your conversation. Let, let it be the way in which you fashion, the way you look at life. That, that I, I'm, I'm accepted in the love of God. I am satisfied with God's satisfaction. I trust Him. I relax into Him. I believe His covenant oath. And then, remember means, thirdly, that you do it. And remember means to bring that event from the past into this present moment. And so, these Hebrew people, they did it. The seventh day, they did the rest of God. They repeated it into life and discovered its power.
they did it weekly but then it, it was done um, yearly so that the seventh year was a year dedicated to the Lord and then seven times seven the 49th brought you to the year of Jubilee which and so on I could keep going but seven upon seven everything was in cycles of seven because they are brought back to the covenant oath of God and what God had sworn by himself was complete and he's not going to alter it and he's not going to add he's not going to subtract you can trust him and rest into his trust signature mark this is where they found their strength in quietness stillness shall be your strength it says you see wait upon the Lord be still recognize that work is not the don't, don't be the slave of work that's what it's saying it means in the midst of your life is the God who has given you all things and you don't have to perform to please him you don't have to try and add and be good enough to get you just surrender to the God who says in me you're complete trust me, trust me live by faith would be another way of putting it rest into my rest and so they worked and they played they had their relationships all through the week but it was governed they had come into that week from rest and they're moving to rest and they were odd they were different no other people did this and so this became the mark of their belovedness that they are the image to the world that humankind was created to just be in the love of God and receive his strength receive his wisdom or as Proverbs said in all your ways all your paths through life acknowledge him recognize he's here and I trust him because he's the beginning he's the middle he's the end he's the all and in all and for this people the Lord tied into this Sabbath rest he tied in the fact they had been delivered from Egypt's tyrant, the Pharaoh. They were free. They had been slaves, but now they're free. Free to stop work. Just to say thank you. And to recognize I live every day in this love, but today I will take time just to thank you. And to thank you I'm no longer a slave. I'm a free man, a free woman, or as Deuteronomy so beautifully says, free to walk erect. Not with my head hung low and I'm a no good wretch. No, I'm free. I'm free. Free even to let my animals rest. So all the animals on the farm had a day off. And I, it was in, in a, the very fact that I. I take a day off just to worship and give thanks to God because all my work is in Him and from Him and to Him and therefore no anxiety. He's got the final picture and He gives me the wisdom to get there. Freedom to rest. Freedom from anxiety and fear. Freedom from just eking out a survival. Or as the psalm says, in this context, it's almost the same word, uh, be still and know that I am God. Still, in the Hebrew means to cease, to stop, the same as they did on Sabbath day. And in Exodus 23:12, and if you're interested, also in chapter 31, verse 17, it speaks of this entering into the rest of God as refreshment even as God was refreshed in that original seven so 
Entering the rest of God brings refreshment, life pulsating through spirit and mind and emotion and the cells of my body, renewing the totality of my person. Oh, but they failed. Yeah. I've just been telling you what could have been, what might have been, but it wasn't. They failed. They either threw the whole lot overboard, or as, as they progressed, they dragged this beautiful, delightful, entering the rest of God, they dragged it down into the harshest, cruelest religion, the Sabbath day became the day when the religious police were watching if you moved a hair wrong if you twisted in your chair in the wrong way you've broken the Sabbath nothing was done on the Sabbath except look utterly miserable and try to remember the 2000 laws to try and keep this Sabbath day totally removed from anything God had ever said. This was actually the opposite. It wasn't entering into his rest. It was entering into the torture chambers of religion. It was failure. Cruel bondage by the time Jesus came. And where does Jesus fit into this? Jesus, he who is God, born of the Virgin, Jesus is the rest of God become flesh. Did you get that? Jesus is the Sabbath day become human. God rested from all his works. They were complete. They were done. And how are they done? Because God the Son has entered into the human race and become one with these who are in their terrible failure to enter into his rest. They are dead, living in fear and anxiety, sadness, despair, depression, and are in darkness and have no concept of the God who actually is in their darkness with them because he will not let them go. He loves them with an everlasting love. God's rest, God's satisfaction becomes flesh. And Jesus lives out his life in the rest of God. He was the first and the only human being to live in the rest of God. So the father said, there at the banks of the river Jordan, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, in whom my soul delights. I'm satisfied. This this is what it was all about. But that means then we have a human the human who failed and failed and failed, now a human who not only reveals who God truly is, but he's revealing what humans were created to be. Have you ever wondered how Jesus slept in the hurricane on the boat? Huh. There's the rest of God for you. And do you remember he actually announced himself as this? Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. And it's the same word that we've been using since Genesis 2. Jesus said, I am that. And just sort of as an aside, but I think it's important that really the all the trouble between Jesus and religion and actually you could say the beginning of the path to crucifixion was his attitude toward the Sabbath day 
he turned over every one of those cruel, vicious, religious rules. You remember how he just delighted to heal people on the Sabbath day? Which, of course, religion says you can't do that, which actually that's exactly what you should when you enter into the rest of God. But Jesus delighted to heal on the Sabbath day. He delighted to challenge them and and, and tell them their cruelty and their rotten hearts that would make people sad on the day when they should be delighting in God. Oh, yeah. Jesus became one with our unrest. He took to himself mankind who had thrown the rest of God back in his face and now God comes and joins himself to us in our pain in our great agony of heart and mind he came warned with us in the darkness where we believed God had no place for us he comes right inside it becomes one with us And then he carries this whole broken, hopeless, helpless human race to death in himself. He's God. He can embrace us, but he's human. So he can embrace us, one of us. He carries us to death. And he raises us out of death. A new beginning, a new creation that begins in him. And that new creation is living in the rest of God. This is why we were created. And it took the created to become one of us and carry our broken, grief-sorrow-filled lives into death. And now he, still one of us, is the source of our rest. You talk about complete, you talk about satisfaction. He who had this done before the foundation of the world now has actualized it in history. And you can't improve on it, you see. It's done. He has brought the whole creation to a new creation. And it's done. Religion's out of its mind. It tries to tell you it's not done. You're not complete. You've got to get more. You've got to try harder. You've got to obey the rules. You, you, No. Jesus said that he himself is the rest of God. And to believe upon him, rest into his rest. If the Father says he's satisfied in Jesus, then I'm satisfied and I am joined to him. He is my life. He's my salvation. He is my strength. He is my wisdom. He's the all. Because you see, it's done. It's finished. That's the good news. There's nothing else to be done. That's grace. It's God's announcement that He has achieved it all. And achieved it all in God the Creator becoming one of us and carrying us now into the very heart of the Holy Trinity. It's finished. Look. You say, what about sin? What about my failure? What about my guilt? On his cross and in the shedding of his blood, he became your sin. And he carried it to death. And it's done. It is done as surely as Jesus' dead body was laid in the tomb. Your guilt, your every sin, condemnation. Jesus carried that to death and it did not come out in the resurrection. It's done. You say, what what, what about, I, I still get urges of of my flesh I don't feel very dead 
Well, we don't live by our feelings and symptoms. We don't live by the reports of five senses and nerve endings and chemistries. We live by the Father's rest. He said, you, your flesh, was crucified with Christ. You know, when you recognize that to be God's rest, he rests there. He's not going to add to what is just said. You were crucified with Christ. In that, the Father rests. Jesus did it. That's why the Father raised him from the dead, because the Father said, it is good. It's done. It's complete. So either I live my life believing in what I feel, believing in my nerve endings, believing in chemical urges in my body, believing in what I see with my eyes, or I trust the God who rests and said it's done, it's complete. And you see, he said that when Jesus rose from the dead, you rose in, in that life, you, you, you rose together with him. And he said, that's enough, that's complete can't be added to all your promises to read through the Bible ten times a year, no, that doesn't matter, scrap it doesn't matter, you were raised with Christ that's the satisfaction, that's where God rests, it's done it's done it's finished, it's complete you see and he said that he carried you into the heart of the Trinity, which is another way of saying he sat down at the right hand of the Father and you are seated in heavenly places with him. It's done. You see, you don't have to go trying to get there. Rather, you wake up and say, if Father says this is so and is satisfied that where Jesus is, I am... If he says that, and if he's satisfied, and if he says, now it's complete, then that's where I am. And if the Father, through the Son, poured out the Holy Spirit to actualize all of this inside my little life, then it is so. Oh, I know this. I didn't know you were so close to the devil's words, did you? <laughs> you know how it is. You're not complete yet, you see. You're not all, you haven't gone all the way with God. You haven't paid the price. You know that old language. That's exactly what Satan said that got the whole human race screwed up. Father said, I'm satisfied. I put you in Christ, you see. So in Christ you share his history when he died you died when he rose you rose when he ascended you ascended and you're now sharing his same experience of the holy spirit your home is complete now let's start working all this out let's start discovering whole new vistas let's live in the remembrance of this it's lived. This is our North Star. This, this is the anchor of our life. It's done. It's finished. And we trust Him. We abandon all self-control of trying to make things happen. And we rest in Him. You see, this is where praise begins. Praise isn't just saying hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise is realizing there's no separation. Praise is realizing I live by total gift, by grace. I live inside of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, what, what, what? Praise, worship, giving thanks to God surges, of course. This is where prayer begins. Prayer isn't trying to make God do something he hadn't thought of doing. Prayer isn't trying to add to the great inheritance of Jesus. But prayer, rather, is making a withdrawal from 
It's saying, it's done, it's complete. All of this that is needed in this moment, in this person, it is so. I'm one with Christ, and Christ is a receptor of this. Now I, I ask, but I don't ask as a beggar. I ask as one seated at the right hand of the Father, sharing his mind, sharing his desires, sharing the fullness of the inheritance of Jesus. That's prayer. Life is not you trying to be who you're not. Life is not you trying to be like Jesus. What would Jesus do? Oh, help me. No. It's done. It's completed. Christ is your life. So you throw off, says the New Testament. You throw off that old life. It doesn't belong to you anymore. So it's throw it off. And you let Jesus, the life of Jesus, be your life. For that's how you have come into this new creation. It's done. You rest with his rest. Well, obviously, I haven't finished. We've got to go back here. So we'll be back next week to finish this, I think. Maybe another week. Who knows? But um, this is too good to slide over. So, now the blessing of God who is almighty love, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, His blessing, His blessing which is, is His blessing complete and pressing entrance to your life. That blessing indeed fill you flow out of you and flow into you and out of you that you shall step into life as you truly are Christ is your life so I bless you this night that is the way it is <laughs>